And there we go once more into the weird side of things. Yes. Because that's usually where we end up. So why not just embrace it this time? And of course, this is the Dead Red Herring Podcast. Goddamn right it is. With me, Roland. And with me, Magnus. And uh, this time, just to sort of continue on with the weird themes from the last episode where we talked about what lurks beneath, we're going to sort of have a discussion of things that are weird but still real. Like the old saying, truth is stranger than fiction. Yes. Or as in layman's term, you can't make this shit up. (laughs) Well, apparently you can make (laughs) shit up. But, But even though you make shit up, reality seems to just... One up and saying, hey, watch this. <laughs> Hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> Hold my cigar. <laughs> Hold my cigar and watch this. I mean, we're, I, I think we're going to be sort of all over the place, but it, it's going to go into both the fictional part and the non-fictional part. Yes. So Ma- Might as well make a list now. Yeah. Number okay. 10. <laughs> Number 10. Burger foot leather. <laughs> Number 15. Burger oh, King foot letters. Oh, God. <laughs> the worst thing you want. Is, oh god, <laughs> that 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 voice! I I just hope he doesn't have that as his regular speaking voice because <laughs> at that point I think people around him would just either want to cut their ears off or strangle him, or both. I heard he's a decent guy, so I I, I do believe he's a decent guy. It's just that his monotone reading voice, as some people <laughs> seem to enjoy, yeah. Our, this is not the strange things we are going to talk about this one. No, so. no, no. This is just a, a beginning, you know, sidetrack. Exactly. As you know, if you've been here before, you know we do these kinds of shenanigans. We, we take the scenic route <laughs> to the subjects. Good way to put it. <laughs> it's, it's not a detour. It's the scenic route. Exactly. <sighs> but, but speaking of scenic routes, the, the reason that we're going into this kind of subject is mostly my fault, I would say, because last week I've been looking at uh, all kinds of shit. Well, yeah, sort of. You know, you, you stumble onto one thing and it leads to another and suddenly you're down the rabbit hole of the weird side of YouTube. Yeah. In both the positive and the negative. So. On the positive side, uh, we got, uh, oh, what's his name again? The, the Amazing Randy. James Randy. James Randy, exactly. With the James Randy Foundation in him. The funny thing is that he's a magician himself, or yeah. illusionist, which you call it. But he is an honest one. <laughs> and he, it's not that he's out to debunk. No, I mean, ma- he thinks that magic in all... Or illusionism in all its glory is a good thing. Yeah. But what is out to get is the charlatans. Yes. Both that and also he he says that the reason he has his challenge that if you can prove without doubt, reasonable doubt, mm-hmm. uh, and in a scientific manner, the existence of a supernatural or psychic phenomena. Yeah. You will get one million dollars. That's fair. That is fair. So it, it's not that he says that. Oh shit! Nope, I'm gonna go out and debunk this. It's that I don't know. Let's take a look at it. If you have this claim, prove it. I am open to everything. Just prove it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I know he's out to sort, so to say, debunk, 
uh, is more that he wants to disprove and uh, expose yeah. those who use illusion for nefarious uh, reasons. Yes. Such as uh, these um, <clears throat> sentimental psychics or... I see... Yeah, uh, me- mentalists. Mentalists, exactly. Or these faith healers yeah. and stuff like that. I can see someone from beyond the grave. Do you know uh, a man in your life? Yes, yes. Yeah. Do you know a man who died? Yes, my husband. Your husband is here and he says hi. <gasps> yeah. Those it, kind. It's it's sad, really, mm. looking at it. Because usually the people that really get into that, they are grieving. They're they exploiting are, the... Not not only the weak-minded, but yeah. the, like you said, the grieving-minded, the the mm. one who are op- who just want some the, something something to because the people, as I was going to say, the people getting into this, uh, who get exploited, yeah, they are usually really struck with grief, yeah, looking for anything to handle it. This mm. so they lost a loved one, a good friend, I mean, mm. family member, whatever. Of course, you want to find answers. You want to have that last connection, that last uh, conversation. Yeah. And you will go, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people will go to any measure to get this. Mm. Even if these measures are total bullshit. Mm. Which communication with the dead is. Because there is no real evidence that it works. Mm. It's all. Throughout history, it's all a game. It's all a fraud. Yeah. And now, some people might actually be taking issue with me saying this, but <laughs> really, if if you believe in that thing, I'm going to say that it's up to you to prove that it's true. It's not up to me to disprove your claim. We're not just going to... Uh, how do you say? Be quiet and believe? Mm, yeah. Because... Just from my background, yeah. when I was in, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be middle school or, uh, but, but at some point I went to a Christian school mm-hmm. and the people running this, I mean, for, for Swedish measurements, these were sect-like people. Fundamentalist. Yeah. I mean, the closest thing that you could compare them to is sort of the... Uh, really Bible thumping uh, evangelical uh, evangel- yeah. evangelist in, in the uh, US. God! He, come here to strike you down! Yeah, more or less. And these people believed in stuff like the faith healer. Mm. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you, you know the, the meme where, where they, they show this. This woman has. Uh, <laughs> what? One hand is shorter than the other. Yeah. Look at this. This is incredible. Yeah, and, and during the yeah. so-called healing, the arm stretches out and oh, she, yeah, she's healed. They believe that that was real. Jesus, the, these are people that thought that Benny Hinn was the the voice of God sort of thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, and I know for a fact that the pastor, the leader of this, he wasn't. A believer. He was a con man. Mm. He only used these people to get their money. Like they usually are. Yeah. So, so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has left me with quite the sour taste for religion. <laughs> yeah. And 
I mean, also for me, I been study studying philosophy, psychology, and you get certain perspective and look mm. at things from a bit of different angle. I mean, yeah. I've been deep into co- conspiracy theories. I think they're fascinating things. The believable ones. The, the, well, also, I think, I mean, if, if we're going to look at these sort of story-wise... Of course things. the moon Nazis are real, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie? <laughs> it's a stupid message, people! International vampires! Yeah, I mean, Alex Jones, is that's a goldmine yeah. of awesome memes. But also, I mean, the work people put into conspiracy theories of any kind, mm-hmm. you, you gotta give them a fucking medal for that sometimes. And that's when we're back to that uh, whole, uh, this whole concept of uh, you can't make this shit up. Yeah, uh, at least... So, in, some in things this... are just, okay, what the hell? That, that yeah. can't be fiction, come on. Uh, or what, what I mean by that is that just, really, who has the mind to think of something like that? Yeah, okay, let's, let's take an example of something that sounds really ludicrous that this shit can be real. Mm. Remote viewing. Yeah? Do you know what remote viewing is? Yes, it's uh, when, how do you say, psychic people, or the people who uh, can mentally, how do you, how do you say, they can get a sort of out-of-body experience to spy on anyone on this globe. Anyone or anything. They, they Any- can, with their mind, or what, what you, should, you should call it, their, their mental powers, they can go to far-off places and see it in the physical. Exactly. If you want some sort of um, pop culture likeness, imagine when Doctor Strange goes to the astral plane and just uh, flows around. That that is more or less a way to describe it. Now, the US government, through the CIA, have actually uh, funded uh, a a project where they were doing this. Oh boy. (laughs) Actual money going into an actual program that used these things to yeah. remote view the Soviets. I'm not surprised. No. <laughs> and <laughs> if if we want another uh, likeness to pop culture, that's exactly what they, they, they did in uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And also you have uh, both the book and the movie with the same title, Men Who Stare at Goats. Yes. That was a real thing. Yeah. It's based on a real thing. They were actually looking for people with the psychic ability to actually make someone's heart stop. Mm. That's why they were staring at the goats, <laughs> to make the heart stop. Yeah. I mean, they would be the ultimate state-funded assassins. <laughs> they sure would. Like we said, when, um, when you think about the U.S. government funding these things... If these things are real, then of course they want to be first. They want to be the best in, in yeah. this. Now, I mean, as far as we know, the Soviets might as well have the same kind of program. I haven't really seen or heard anything of that. Well, but... s- well since they dabbled in making a gorilla hybrid with the humans, I would assume. The uh, G.O. gorilla kind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we 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 have the news that uh, well, Japan is dabbling yeah, the, in yeah they, they they have the human ape embryos. That's also interesting. Now they say that they don't let the 
the uh, embryo uh, evolve into um, the fetus. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't go as far as starting to actually have a neural network. So Damn. yeah, they terminated before that phase. But just imagine <laughs> the the implications of it actually going through term. I know it's sin against nature, but I actually want to see a fully functional animal human hybrid because well it would be cool it will be cool but at what point do we actually need to to pose the question of how do we uh, define this uh, what would make it a more human because i mean this will be a thing that has human dna in it mm-hmm. what may, would it that make it enough of a human to have human rights a lot of ethical question go, goes into this. I Should mean, we have human, human rights? Yes, because it's human. But it's also animals. Should animals have rights? What? Uh, um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it gets into quite tricky territory. So, I mean, that's also, that, that's on Dr. Moreau kind of shit. Exactly. The human animal. <laughs> Dr. Moreau wants to know your location. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, chimeras. Yeah. These are chimeras. Yeah, they actually are. We actually have something from myth getting real. Holy fuck, I want to see this, but still I don't want to see this, but I am conflicted in this. Help. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for the day that, well, that there was this thing that promised that uh, you could download your uh, mind mm-hmm. in, on, onto some sort of uh, data memory, and when the time came, you could actually be implemented in, into a new body sort of thing. Cool. Yeah, it, it was total bull, bull but- crap. It was a hoax of higher nature but but i mean there were a lot of people that fell for it they actually mm-hmm. paid a huge sum of money for this the prospect of the the half sort of promise of continued life a good thief can steal money from people a, the best thief they give it for you uh, willingly yeah exactly so <laughs> i, I mean, just want to do that. this is also something that should be just fiction yeah but this actually happened. Yeah. You can go on YouTube and, and look it up yourself. I just had a thought. I, uh, my, my, mind start, my mind started to wonder, man. Oh, God. Yeah. When you said, like, <laughs> the chimeras and all that. Mm-hmm. Imagine they make this hybrid and make these monsters. And then we enter a so, so post-apocalyptic world that mythological beings start to sprout up from these experiments. And we start a new fantasy age. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, it's going to be low fantasy because there's going to be no magic. Ah, but <laughs> technology. <laughs> technology! Technology! <laughs> Excuse me, I have a book to write. <laughs> <laughs> or a game to make. Or a game to make. Even better. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Yeah. Hmm. That would actually be fun. Well, magic is technology. Well, that we can't explain. So... Yeah. Magic m- is technology science. so advanced that you can't... That it ha- can't be explained yet. I guess some, it's something like that. Some cosmic radiation made you throw fireballs. I don't fucking know. I wish it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little sidetrack here. You know, throwing fireballs and everything. Even more sidetrack? Yeah, more sidetrack. You know, uh, if someone has powers, yep. but uh, there's a uh, backside to it, you know, B powers, C powers, that kind of thing. Oh, yes. Cosmic radiations make you give you the ability to uh, summon flames with your hands, ah. but you get hurt by them. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it, it's sort of 
you almost always expect that if you've given an ability that you you can handle it without taking uh, some sort of uh, pain or, or... Well, there must always be equilibrium, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, must it always be? Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, you're imbalancing the universe. <laughs> Isn't that what, what magic is supposed to be? The breaking of the universe? I suppose. But, but either way, I mean... Depends on the school. It depends on the school of thought. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but this part of having a, a ability or power, but you get hurt by it. Yeah. That would be classified as either a B or a C kind of power. Yeah. Uh, personally, I, I look at it that if you have a A-grade a power, mm -hmm. you can do something it doesn't give you a backlash. No, exactly. And it's actually useful. A, well, a B power would be you can do something you don't really get a backlash but it's kind of useless yeah exactly you a can you can make your fingernails grow like uh, f four inches yeah that's it I guess some, are they, wi are... some women would be uh, super happy about that and <laughs> well, they hey. have the perfect nails all the time well I would <laughs> and the C power uh, it's something you can do uh, it might or might not be effective, but it has a backlash on you. Yeah. D power is a power that is really useless and it's just really negative for you. Yeah. I would like to stretch it that A power A powers would be you can have a backside, but it's more it's it has more of a useful side than it has more of a negative side. Mm, so you need a classification of maybe S class powers that is really super useful and doesn't give a backlash. Yeah, that would be godlike powers. Godlike. Godlike. I mean, if, if we take a look at the X-Men. Yeah. Uh, sure. How would you classify Wolverine? Well, I would... Uh, since he has a constant healing factor that would be... That is his power. Yeah. The healing factor is Wolverine's power. Exactly. The claws are... Those there. aren't even a power. No, those are a uh, medical procedure put in afterwards. So yeah. Then, if you <laughs> if you want to argue that he had bone claws before, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't remember when they implemented the bone claws, but as as far as I have understand it, they are I post procedure. Think, yeah. Things. Okay. So the adamantium claws, those yeah. are from the medical experiment yeah. that that was made during. The uh, what was the project? Uh, the Canadian exactly. Yeah. The, uh, when when they cut him up and put adamantium into him. Yeah. So, but, but Wolverine's power is a S class because the healing factor is super. Yeah. However, uh, he actually does take damage getting the claws out. Yeah. So they his overall powers has mm. devolved from. S grade to A grade in that case because since he takes a little bit of backside because he feels pain every time they yeah. come out. Now, sure, you could discuss whether or not his adamantium skeleton is part of his powers, but it does give him a huge advantage. Mm. However, we know that, and this is actually in the comics, yeah. his uh, healing factor is sort of reduced because of the adamantium that actually poisoning him Constantly. That's true. But since he has his regeneration power, he can manage it. Mm. He just have a harder, well, a, a, a turned down scale of the healing. Yeah. And that's why they could put adamantium in him, because, well... Yeah. 
He had the healing factor. Exactly. The other ones died. Yeah. So, and if we take a look at Cyclops. Yeah. His kinetic uh, mm, beam. Yeah. Beam, yeah. A-grade. A-grade, because he can't... Well, he can't use his eyes be- without the protection from yeah. his glasses. Or his visor. Whatever he's wearing. I mean, he has sight, but he can't really look at something without risking of blasting it with his beam. Exactly. And I think that's what really defines X-Men, because they have powers, but since they are inexperienced, young, whatever, they mm-hmm. can't really control them. Well, it depends sometimes, on, on, sometimes, on of course. who you're looking at and stuff like that. But even if they are the mo- in, in their more experienced yeah. uh, places, like you have Rogue. Mm-hmm. Her power is really magnificent, but at the cost of touching others. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a good side and a bad side. Of course. Yeah, I, okay, I agree. Some of them are more S-like than... Yeah. Even more sidetracked. What, what does the S stand for? In these S, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, G. I'm not really sure. Because I have seen this goddamn tier list. Yeah. Before. It, it's and, used in Devil May Cry, yeah. amongst others. But where it actually comes from, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I am glad you actually didn't quote Man of Steel when I asked what the S stand for. It's not S, it stands for hope. I haven't even seen Man of Steel. <laughs> okay. I don't want to see Man of Steel. <laughs> well, Lois Lane asks Clark, what does the S stand for? Well, it's not, an, it's not an S. It's a, it's a Kryptonian symbol for hope. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, back it up. Back it up. Just, <laughs> now, now we're back it up. Christ. Now we're backing it up. Okay. Some X-Men might have S-tiered powers, mm-hmm. and some of them are more into A. Yeah. Because it, it, it depends on if there's a backlash or not, I ex- guess. Exactly, and I think the, the one S-wise, I would say Storm. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, there are no, no real backlash from her power. She can control weather. Yeah. Yeah, she does. As far as I know, there is no real backlash either. Other than uh, she was seen as a, a deity. Mm. Uh, in uh, in Africa, Africa, uh, and it was the impact was more of a social one than yeah. a real, you know, physical or so. And that would I would say apply to most mutants in uh, yeah, X-Men. exactly. So I don't really think that counts. Nah, no, not really. So, but anyways, <laughs> that, that was that was another scenic route for your entertainment. <laughs> we shall return to powers later. Later on, uh, but. Uh, if we if we're gonna take a look at something that that is more of a a question of atmosphere or or psychological effects, mm-hmm. because I mean you you have the CIA, yeah, uh, psychological effects such as the uh, psyops exactly. operations and, yes. and stuff like that. I mean the the mental uh, part of military use, yeah, and uh, not just hearts and minds, but superstition and fear. Yeah, that that's also part of it. Terror. <laughs> yeah. Um I was actually thinking just now of uh MK Ultra. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh the CIA. program to make sleeper agents. Yeah. By way of breaking people down <laughs> mentally so that they formed a second personality that was 
supposed to be trained as a super spy mm-hmm. or, and or assassin by use of different uh, hallucinogenic uh, means, such mm-hmm. as LSD and so. Well, we know that it <laughs> it's did. a good ground for an experiment. How do we make this? I don't know. Start with LSD. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I had some lying around. I mean, it, it's just just the whole conspiracy around it. That yeah. there were rumors of it happening. It was denied. It, it was said that, no, this is just make-believe. It, it's not real. And then the official papers come and say that, yeah, we kind of did this. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. So even if something sounds ridiculous... That it's just make-believe, here we go, there's an example of the real deal happening. Yeah. So that really happened. The same with the remote viewing and the men who stared goats. It's part of the same fucking shit. I'm sure in a couple of years when uh, there are n- no one who can get the blame or take punishment for it, some new information about the Kennedy assassination is going to come forth. I believe. Maybe, maybe. When... When such time has expired that, well, we can't really do anything about it. Eh, fuck it. But the question is whether or not they actually will be able to get away. Let's say that uh, there actually is some kind of paper trail or whatever. There is yeah. some proof that will tell us the real happenings behind it. Hmm. Now, me saying the real happenings... Is sort of half and half tongue in cheek because <laughs> there is the official explanation of uh, Lee Harvey Oswald uh, and the book depository and the magical bullets and everything. Yeah. And then you have the theory with the grassy knoll and that it was either the CIA, that there was the mafia, uh, some saying that it was the Bush family and. Kennedy shot first. No, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> huh. He was actually playing with a revolver in the car, and it went off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's up? Hey, look at this. Yeah. Hey, honey, look at what I found. (laughs) (laughs) So he fired first. Yeah. Then the Secret Service started to fire around him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it wasn't that Lee Harvey Oswald actually shot. It was just, he was was working in the book depository. He was a photographer. (laughs) <laughs> he had a rifle that he heard the shot and was like, I need to protect the president and goes up and just <laughs> looks out. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new one for you. <laughs> but, but what's most remarkable with the whole thing is uh, he, him saying that he's, he's a patsy. He's, mm-hmm. that he's innocent. He's just a patsy. And then he gets shot. Uh, so we don't really get a trial, and and yeah, it's like and, Epstein. Yeah, and there's also the uh, 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 autopsy protocols and everything like that. There is so much there that makes you uh, question it. Yeah, but you won't ever get any real answers to it. Mm. There's something not right here, and if there was something, if there were something right here, why would they cover it up? Yeah. So that is what I'm mean uh want to say the the real answers or or yeah the real happenings behind it because we don't really know there are so no. much inconsistencies there is so much questionable material but the official line is that lee harvey oswald did it and there is no such thing as a grassy knoll hmm. but i mean in popular myth it's always someone else yeah of course uh so palmer shot first <laughs> 
Palmers och Kendrick. What? <laughs> ja, Christoph Pettersson. Vikt och... Uh, what is it? Uh, Smidigt, snabbt. Uh, yeah. Ja. The, 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 the joke here is that when... Uh, We have our own Kennedy, yeah, so to speak. When Olof Palme, Swedish prime minister, uh, got shot in 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prime suspect for a long time was a man called Christoph Pettersson. But uh, it's never been proven. No. And one witness statement said that there was... The alleged shooter ran up a couple of stairs, really agile and nimble. Mm. Now, looking at Christoph Pettersson... This man is, is neither. Neither. <laughs> He's more or less the opposite of this. He is a... Well, quite set man. He, yeah. He's not fat. He's not. He's not stocky. Obese. He's stocky. Uh, there is nothing about him that is agile or nimble. <laughs> so, yeah, th- there's a lot of rumors and, and conspiracies around Olof Palme, but <laughs> also strange of the fiction, I suppose. Yeah, that is also strange. Well, the, the most prominent is that he's actually he was either assassinated by the CIA or the uh, apartheid. Mm. Uh, state of South Africa. That would explain. I mean, the amount of maf- affairs Palmer had with the... Um, what's his face? Arafat? Yasir Arafat? Oh, really? Yes. I didn't really know that. No, I knew that he... Um, he had a lot of things going with Soviets. Yeah, that too. And sure, I guess he was more pro-Palestine. Indeed he was, and... He was pro-Palestine before the rest of the world, I think. Yeah, we, so Sweden, was... the Swedish government, so to say, was really early on with this. Mm. I'm not sure we were the first, but, you know. Well, I can now actually... that I think about it, isn't there some, uh, some conspiracy theory about there being the Mossad? Also involved could, in the whole thing? Yes, I think it actually is. Speaking of the Mossad, I mean, here's another scenic route. Hey! But uh, also the Stringer Dunn fiction thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was rumored that, the, uh, uh, that Israel had the nuclear program. Yeah. They said, no, we don't, no, we don't, no, we don't. And then, <laughs> and then they actually managed to have a whistleblower mm. telling that, yes, they did. <laughs> Do you know how they handled him? Well, not, um, I'm assuming not the bribe way, if I say so. They used a honeypot. Oh, that's fine, lady. To get this guy to uh, become emotionally attached, and mm. then it boom. Yeah, she was part of the Mossad, and they took him. I think it was something like that, but I know, know they used a honeypot to get the guy. I don't remember if he disappeared or what happened to. Him, but there, there's supposed to be some documentaries around about it. But anyways, well, so remember, kids. The, the result of it all was that the whistleblower got the news out that yes, indeed. Israel was making nuclear weapons. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, conspiracies can turn into real deal. I have no idea how we actually went into this <laughs> from the Kennedy. Well, it was actually Kennedy, Ulf Palme, and then Mossad. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just to sort of, in some way, finish up my, my thoughts about the whole 
coming to terms with the truth about Kennedy. Yeah. I'm not sure that will ever happen because if there is some higher players involved, no matter the time, I think at least it'll take a really, really long time. Mm. The stakes of killing a leader and it's either being internal uh, people, ter- people part of either CIA or something. I mean, it's too high of a game to ever come out with the truth. I guess that's true. If we're going to put it on the tinfoil hat, they might just release the truth. <laughs> well... They, 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 oh, oh, no, but we have the truth here. Look at that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. The general population said, but... Smoke screen. Smoke screen. Exactly. There is the truth and, and the, the truth. truth. Yeah. The nodding side and the... Uh... Slowly shaking the head side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... Also, just looking at how people still go on about the moon landing... <laughs> Yes, let's ask Aldrin this one. Yeah. Hey, Buzz, what do you think about this? (laughs) Snarl. I understand him, though. Yeah, I I can also understand him. And I can, at the same time, understand some of the people on the side that uh, the moon landing didn't happen. Mm. And now we're talking about the the first moon landing in 69. Yes. Nice. (laughs) That's why I remember the year. Nice. But... I, I can understand, because it looks weird, and you, you question whether or not how it happened and everything mm. with the cameras and so. But have humans been to the moon? Absolutely we have. Did it happen back in 69, the way they say? I do believe so, but I can see that people might be a bit skeptical. Mm. And But there, there will never be any form of Peace brokered between the believers and numbers. Of course. I mean, so, there's always going to be some, eh, but but what if? Yeah. I mean, I do like the, the theories around the 69 moon landing that it was actually made in a studio by Kubrick and everything <laughs> like that. It's, it's an interesting one. Oh, how convenient. Kubrick is dead. We can never ask him. Yeah. And, and just t- talking about Kubrick, that, that opens up to a whole different thing. <laughs> we, we should actually go and have a talk with uh, Dave on this. Yeah. <laughs> with his tinfoil hat and everything. Oh, yes. But uh, if we're going to move from the just the conspiratorial side of things until more, uh, not so much conspiracy, but still within the military realm. The weird things that actually happen, yeah. Yeah. Weird things that happen in war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, terror things in war. Since we talked about PSYOPs, let's yeah. direct our eyes to the Vietnam War. They're in the fucking trees! <laughs> but yeah, uh, you actually showed me something I didn't have any idea about. I'm still proud of that. Yeah. I'm still full of myself. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. So now, please, tell it again. Well, during the Vietnam War, the um, the Americans and the, how do you say, the... Uh, the Viet Cong. No, the uh, the opposite. The one who fought oh, with the... Oh, the, the, the South uh, yeah, the Vietnamese South. Uh, government. Exactly. They worked on a special operation that is called Operation Wandering Souls. Or Wandering Soul. Mm. Not Seoul. <laughs> <laughs> but Soul, as in... Yeah. S-O-U-L. 
Yeah, that's yes, the word. The spiritual kind. The spiritual kind, yeah. Working with the American PSYOPs, they made a broadcast, or not a really broadcast, but they played sounds of... They uh, made a recording. Yeah, exactly. They made a recording with men, women, and children screaming, wailing, just overall sounding all ghost-like. Like, gnashing of teeth. Gnashing of teeth. <laughs> exactly. So... They made this sounds because in most of the world, but especially in Vietnam, there is a sus- um, not a suspicion, but a superstition that if you don't bury your dead, especially now in war, mm-hmm. the soul will never find peace. They yeah. will never find home. They will just keep on wandering. So they made these recordings with women, children, men, all sounding dead and lost. How do you sound dead and lost? With great effort. <laughs> <laughs> but it despaired and all, yeah. and all that. So they, they, they also had Buddhist uh, funeral music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With the... Ugh. It does sound very dissonant and weird mm-hmm. when played like There's that. There's a lot of reverb in that. Very. very so they, they made this recording and they had... Uh, I'm not sure how many of these they made, but they the one most famous is recording number ten. Yeah, exactly. And in this, you have it starts off with the music, and you hear the wailing and the crying, mm. and then there is someone speaking. Uh, mm-hmm. And in we actually looked at the YouTube video of this, and you get a uh, subtitle on this, so you know what they're saying. Yep, and it just. Saying that, oh, I'm dead, but I'm here, I'm back without a body, I'm here to tell you that... I'm lost, where am I? Help, help. Yeah, that, that too, and, and it sort of comes back to say that it's not worth it, you should just go home, mm. and nothing is worth this story, sort of thing. Yes. And there is this really spooky echo with the voice, and, and uh, it's it just used as a psychological mean to to get the enemy to refrain from fighting. Exactly. So they played this recording at night in loudspeakers yeah. across the forest. So the Viet Cong's sitting in their goddamn trees. <laughs> and in their holes. And in their holes. Heard this out in the forest and just didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And, and I can say that having something like this play yeah. f- from a loudspeaker um, in the middle of the forest. Yeah, it really gets you. I mean, if you think about it critically, as you we sitting here looking at TV, and I'm like, all right, fine, they're playing up people who are dead. All right, fine. Yeah, exactly. But if you're superstitious, yeah. yes, and but you're sitting in the woods, and that's when you talk about atmosphere. Yeah, when you're sitting there and thinking, what the hell is that? And you just, all right, f- this is really unnerving. I don't know what to do. And like you said, it only takes like two or three of the men that start breaking down yeah. and your morale is fucked. Yeah. I actually have a little example of, of uh, this, a, a loudspeaker in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there is a place back home in, down in Skåne mm-hmm. that is called Banos. It's actually a castle, but it has a, a year-round outside uh, art, modern art exhibition. Oh, yeah. Huh. And one part of this, uh, I'm not sure if it's still there, but uh, it's it's usually during summer that people get there and look around. So I was out there at one point mm-hmm. because uh, 
there is it's a very beautiful nature area yeah uh, it's a forested area it's it has some hills to it and it's just this how should i say explain it imagine this emerald green forest really lush and fine and nice to walk around in yeah and Part of the the castle grounds where they have this art uh, exhibition, um, they put in a sort of speaker system that at some random points yelled out, Mother! It was a kid yelling for uh, or calling for his or her parents. So you could walk around and suddenly hear, Mama! What, what the fuck was that? What in tarnation? Mama, what? <laughs> and the, the first time that happens, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you realize, oh shit, it's a recording. <laughs> you know, it, it's modern art, so it's fucked up. But, well, but modern art can make any morale drop. Yeah. So exactly, but but the first time it happened, it was like, holy shit, is there actually a kid around here? What the fuck? And, and then when it Actually, you come to understand that, okay, it's a recording, there's loudspeakers in different places here, and, and they're playing this from time to time. It's not really that mysterious. But if you mm. didn't figure that out, yeah. oh man, you, you would be fucked. You're in for a surprise. Yeah. I guess it's that little seed of doubt about, okay, this is, something is fucky here, and yeah. is this real? It could be real. Oh, no. So I guess what made, possibly made, a uh, wandering soul, a success, is whether or not the persons hearing this understood mm. that it, this was loudspeakers and a recording. Yeah. You could definitely see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also speaking of recordings. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where we're going yeah. now. One of my favorite uh, parts of uh, modern history warfare. of warfare is uh, from Finland during the Continuation War. Yep. I'm not sure if we've mentioned this before on the podcast. Some tidbit, perhaps. Yeah. But this time we're really going to dive into it. Oh, yes. Now, the Ruskies, they had mines that could be set off with certain radio signals. They were set on a specific frequency that played three notes in some sort of combination would set them off. Mm. So you can sit, you, if you're working, you can see your mind, tap into the frequency, and go, that's something else. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not if you have an so, abduction complex. So they could play the tunes on the right frequency, and uh, off the minds would go, yes. blowing their enemies to smithereens. Now, the <laughs> Finns had a truly ingenious way of blocking <laughs> these signals. They were basically, yes, were, let's tap into the uh, frequency and uh, we have this song. Let's polka! <laughs> Enter Sakijärven polka. Yeah. So they play this song 24-7, non-stop for, what, one, two months? Yeah, something like that. Or I'm not sure about how long, but it was a. We, a while. we found some numbers that they played it like 1,500 times. Yeah, exactly. Over a 
set period of time. <laughs> yeah. So it was just rolling this song, and, and the Russians noticed that, holy shit, we're actually being blocked from f- firing off our mines. All right, let's uh, do, do this. Click, click, click. What the hell? Click, click, click. It's goddamn song! <laughs> Commissar, it is not working! Fix it! How are we... You hear that? That was Simon Heyer. <laughs> yeah, and then speaking more, also speaking of this morality, uh, mm-hmm. moral killer. Yeah. A quick throwback to Vietnam. You had the punji sticks. Of course. That was really something mm-hmm. that could demoralize the troops. Oh, yes. And ju- just to uh, a comparison with the wandering soul thing and the punji sticks, I think that actually the punji sticks are more effective at demoralizing uh, troops because that is a real threat. Of course. Now, sure, if you're a superstitious person, you will get freaked the fuck out by hearing the voice of the dead talking. Yep. But being a soldier walking around and never knowing when or where your foot will fall through the ground and into uh, sharpened sticks, that is really... That's scary, yeah. Yeah. Now, going back to Finland... Knowing that somewhere out there in the snow, there is a sniper. You can't see him, but you will know when he fires. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. And then it will be too late. And then it'll be too late. Exactly. And I mean, just the fact that this guy actually survived a shot to the face. That is hardcore. Yeah. Lying out there in sub-zero degrees in the winter without a scope in the snow mm. just waiting for the perfect opportunity oh yeah fantastic Simo mm. <laughs> Simo Haye <sighs> we salute you yeah I mean that fucker survived the war and uh, yeah j- just, I'm just oh god I'm just sitting here thinking about a, about a joke mm-hmm. people may have heard it already but uh, a Russian patrol is out uh, patrolling in the Finland oh, right, here. right. Uh, I've heard this one, but I, it was with uh, Space uh, Imperial Guard instead. Oh, <laughs> Imperial Guard and the Tau. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, someone is yelling, it takes 10 Rus- Russians to one Finnish, pe- Finnish person. They'd send 10 people. Yeah. Gunfire, no one comes back. Yeah. Same. It takes 100 Russians to one Finnish person. Send them. Gunfire. No one comes back. Mm-hmm. It takes a thousand to one thousand Russians to one Finnish person. They send the whole battalion, just yeah. thousand people bombarding and yeah. gunfire. One crawls back. Don't send more. It's a trap. There's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the same goes. The the Tau is out, and someone yells, "It takes ten Tau for one Imperial Guard," and so on, so on. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yep, yep. <laughs> but then again, it's true. It takes one guardsman with a bayonet, and then, then they're fucked. Yeah. Imagine two. <laughs> <laughs> or imagine even if they're Katakan. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Sly Marble. Sly Marble, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. Love it. Man is a living saint is what it is. <laughs> But another thing when it comes to the more horror or or psychological battle uh, or part of the battlefield. Yeah. 
there are two really good examples, or should we say, well, the, the two I'm thinking about mainly is, first off, the old flamethrower that was used during the First World War by the Germans. Mm -hmm. Now, I was spending a lot of time here looking for uh, someone to use this in a modern setting to just hear the sound. Yeah. All I could find was World War II flamethrowers, and they didn't have the same sound. Now, I actually had one video mm -hmm. that had footage, but I'm not sure if it's the authentic uh, sound. But from the description of soldiers that uh, were on the battlefield, this is from the Battle of Verdun, I think. Yeah. Uh, they described the German flame troopers to, uh, when they came with their weapons, they had a certain sound to it. Mm -hmm. And when they heard that, they got scared because they knew how horrible this kind of weapon was. Yeah. So I found a video that had this uh, filming of, uh, I'm not sure if it was a, a sort of uh, showing. I think it was a or wartime, real... wartime reporting from yeah. the Battle of Verdun, actually. Uh, so if it, it I th well, the footage is authentic. Yeah. It's just whether or not it's it's from a real battle or it's, if it's sort of a mock yeah, battle. Of course. But you have the, the flame troops running forward and shooting. Yeah. And the sound that is produced by the flamethrower is a shilling one because it sounds like a scream. Yeah. It sounds like a real human wailing scream. Mm. Now imagine the first time you encounter a weapon like this because the flamethrower was uh, produced and uh, first put on the battlefield during the First World War with the trenches. Yeah. So you can imagine hearing this wailing sound, flames sprouting out and just burning everything. Yeah. Horrifying as all hell. Yep. Oh, yes. Also, I mean, uh, someone yelling gas mm -hmm. and seeing a big cloud of... Uh, oh, that's a big bloom of yellow gas oh, crawling shit. in. Oh, yeah, and no. suddenly your, your skin starts melting. Oh, that's shit. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to sound, I think the, the two most iconic sounds for me at this moment is the flamethrower, and then we have the Jericho horns. Yep. The, the sirens that were put on the Stuka bombers. Yes. That when they actually get, turned into a dive bombing mode, mm -hmm. air went through these horns, producing the wailing sound mm. that is so iconic today with any form of dive bombers. Yeah. But it was only made by these because they had these specialized uh, siren horns on mm. them. That was the psychological warfare. I think the same principle was used by the Russians, by their um, Nachthexen. Yeah, the, the Night Witches. Yeah, exactly. The f all, all female, all flying, female yeah. flying squadron wrecked havoc uh, yeah i Germans. think because they had also some sort of wailing sound mm. to them they were silent but then you heard yeah and then it was also probably... speaking about russian sounds <laughs> the uh <laughs> it has another name really but but it's called the stalin uh or organ yeah the katyusha katyusha the sound of these missiles going away mm. it 
just imagine your average small uh, firecracker. Yeah. But on a massive scale. <laughs> yeah, but, but more of a whistling sound. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> accuracy? What's that? Eh. Eh, doesn't matter, we have numbers. Yeah. So, that, that was the Who early... needs accuracy when you have destructive power? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also, I guess for the people of London, it was the sound of the V1 mm. bomber. Yeah. Exactly, during the London Blitz. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been <laughs> talking a lot of uh, war wartime sounds now, mm. and if we're gonna... If we didn't have any more, I think if we're gonna end with a, the oldest of these kind, or two of the oldest, mm -hmm. you have, if this is a theory, that uh, the holes in the um, oh, sling right, bullets, right. they made it. Yeah, these kind of whistling yeah. sound. And not only that, I'm thinking about the, was it the Aztec death whistles? Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, that is for people to uh, yeah, you should look, look up. up. Well, because because imagine if you're out in the night and just go some guerrilla warfare and just some... Imagine ten people with their own death whistle do, blowing yeah. that thing. Okay, we should give them some context about this. Just yeah. not leave it like that. Of course, okay. of course. First of all, uh, they have found a whole lot of bullets made or used by sling weapons. Yep. Uh, at uh, was it in Scotland? Yep. Yeah, exactly. It okay. Was... These were made by the Romans. Yeah. If I remember correctly. A lot of these had tiny holes in them. Yeah. And archaeologists have been looking at this and wondering what were they for? Mm. So they actually made a collaboration with Jörg Spab mm -hmm. uh, of the Sling Slingshot Channel. Yep. And he put it to test to see what actually was the meaning of this. And according to his results, it was to produce a chirping sound. Yeah. And it's really interesting to look in at this because uh, if you ever question the uh, effectiveness of a sling, oh boy, you're in for a treat because a sling will crack your skull quite efficiently at a quite efficient distance. It was a prehistorical bullet. Yes. I mean, you could see someone really proficient with the sling to, to actually be using something equivalent of a uh, small arms rifle yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, so the theory right now is that they had the hole to produce this chirping sound that when you had a lot of slinger, uh, slingers mm -hmm. Throwing away their bullets, it produced this chirping cacophony, uh, and suddenly a lot of people just fell down dead mm -hmm. or injured yeah. by the hit being hit by the bullets. But the psychological effect of the the chirping would make it seem like uh, they were attacked by something. Well, it was an invisible killer. I wasn't yeah. a silent killer, but not really. Yeah, but, but, invisible but, killer. Yeah, exactly. So. That's well worth to check out. Yep. Y just go search for the Slingshot channel and... Uh, chirping bullets. Chirping bullets, exactly. The second one was... Uh, the Aztec death whistle. Exactly. Now, this was a, a ceramic sort of whistle that is supposedly be, was being used by the Aztecs yeah. to produce a chilling, uh, haunting sound. It was a shriek, basically. Exactly. That they used while going running into battle. Yep. And uh, so, 
I mean, you you can go just looking for Aztec Death Whistle, yeah, and you will find a a buttload of videos uh, on YouTube. Yeah, but listening to that, just one making this chilling sound that is could enough. be really uh, uh, unnerving. Yeah, imagine ten thousand of them. Mm. Just ten of them, a hundred of them. You don't horde of the undead, basically. Yeah. So that is really, really interesting. Yeah. So the psychological side is really important when looking at at that historically. And also, I mean, this is really weirder than fiction Mm -hmm. because as as much as you have the stories of uh, the dead coming back to life and, and 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 calling out, screaming and everything. Mm. Just knowing that there are things in real life that produces these sounds and hurt you. It is enough to break any battalion. Yeah. Just... Mm. A psychological atmosphere is at least as important in battle as the firepower. Yeah. Really. So, that, that, that was quite the mishmash of topics. Yeah, I think we're gonna... If people want to hear us go into detail on on the, the specific, specific things, then please tell us. Yeah. And, I mean, you can always tell us what you think of our show. Well, you can I, do that also, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> or you, yeah. I mean, leave a comment on YouTube. Yeah. When... When or the video comes up. Or you can always get in touch with us on Twitter. Yep. The main handle is at DRH Podcast. Yep. You can always send an email at the... Uh, no. Dead.red.herring at gmail.com. There you go. And, uh, well, you, you find our stuff on, as I already said, on YouTube. And you find it on most podcast platforms. And, uh, of course, you can always check in when we're on Twitch. We're live streaming stream. some... Stream some gaming. Yeah. Which we do Game. fairly... Fairly often. Fairly regular. Yeah. You can check in on YouTube to find uh, some of the best bits of the streaming and some Let's Plays. Yep. A so, lot of fun stuff A lot there. of goodies. And please, if if you like what we do, support us. Yes. It, it's as easy as just spreading these things around. Show Make it to, us known. <laughs> show it to your friends and family and unknown people on the street. Perhaps even people you hate. If you think they're going to hate it, then show them. That's one way of doing it, I yeah. guess. Uh, so, yeah. Any final words? Mm. Ah, don't worry, I'll just shoot you now. Huh? <laughs> just kidding, I'm no commissar. Yet. Mm. I'm scared. You should be. Ah! And with that... Thank you so much for listening. Hope you had a good time and we'll see you on later. Bye now. Sankt i arven, polka!